Good morning, Rabbi Isai. What's her Gary, do me a favor. Uh, monitor, YouTube is not good. Monitor it for a second because it went off before. It's good now? YouTube is on. YouTube is on. Okay. Rabbi Isai, when I read this, it actually brought some tears to my eyes. It's not like the most emotional thing in the world. But it's again, it's one of these things, maybe together with this email that I'm about to read. Sponsored by the members of MDY family for Rafur Shlema, for the grandfather of our dear friend and chaver Gedalia from San Francisco Bay. So Gedalia is a young kid. He's like 14 years old. He watches the shir every single day. Is he 14? Am I, am I right about that? Where is he? Yeah, he's 14. And every day he asks me to come visit him. And the other day he mentioned that his grandfather is sick. So I said, Rafur Shlema. And the guys got together and they sponsored a shir. The schus of Gedali's grandfather. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Moishel Chanon ben Mala. May the schus of Gedali's commitment to the daf and to his Torah learning help speed up his grandfather's refua. Amen. Gedali adds so much to the achlus of our MDY family and is an inspiration to all of us. Oh, and he really deserves a visit. Yishkoyach, to whoever you are who sponsored it, I could guess who it is because there's some sort of uh, back and forth. I have to go visit him, not go visit him. Rabbi Isai, here's a beautiful email. I love this email. Initially, I'm not going to show you who it's from, but I just want to show you how long it is. Um, initially, it says in the email, I should not read it to the Tzibur, it's only for me, but I thought it's an amazing email. I wanted to share with you. I think you're going to have a great laugh, especially those who are there saying that every day I toot my horn and it's all about Ellie, it's this. So here it is. It's finally, it's finally here. Dear Rabbi Ellie, it starts off really harsh and it ends off beautiful. Sorry for the length. This really not for the masses to hear, but for you to read. It goes on. This individual is a doctor, so he's an intelligent man. I wanted to write because as a silent observer of what you have accomplished, I can't, I've been perplexed by the success and the global enthusiasm. I'm no Talmudic scholar, and here it goes. But your shir is fairly decent shir, although there are far better shiurim, deeper, broader, sharper. But they are far less successful in generating again, because we're not going to get an email like this in a long time. Maybe not, I don't know. Maybe we'll start a trend there. I am no Talmudic scholar, but Yashir is a fairly decent Shir. Although there are far better Shiurim, deeper, broader, sharper. And then he goes on and he says, Until the Shabbos, slaining a whole drosha here that he learned from Avram Avinu. And then finally, of course, it's going to come back with a shtickle gaiva, of course. It dawned on me what you have accomplished. You're giving over Torah, the daf, cloaked in chesed. You're giving others the opportunity to do chesed, form a true daf alliance across the globe, supporting each other, reaching out, celebrating successes, and providing consolation when unfortunately needed. And this is what separates your daf from the rest, the chevra and the chesed. I can tell you this is not my first time through Shas. I have stories to share on another day, but I took the cycle off because it did not resonate with me. There was something missing. As we often heard from followers, emails, I've never learned Gemara this way ever in my life. One of my favorite parts of the daf is the intro into other lives, 
to others' connections and others' acts of chesed and loving kindness. When that was first envisioned by Rav Meir Shapira, I can only imagine his prophetic wish was to spread Torah in a way that was reminiscent and supportive of Elike Avram, Elike Yitzchak, Elike Yaakov, enveloped in the Mogan Avram, I guess that's, not I guess, but that's part of his Dvar Torah. He said, again, I'm not passing tests on what I've learned, as my test-taking days are over, but it's a real pleasure to pick up a Gemara and stay current with the Dav, with the global Chevra, as never seen before. And for that, I thank you. Keep it up. May Hashem allow you to continue to act the Torah-inspired Chesed. Yeshukayach for letting me read it. I really appreciate it. Now, on to the Daf. Now, all you guys, <laughs> one of the people that has most Anah here, two of the people, Avi and Noam, they're so excited. They love it. I read it just for you. Okay. Today's Daf is Daf Pei I've been telling you that for years. <laughs> I know. Here's, finally, you have somebody to back you up. All these shaitan that are writing the email. Oh, I love you, Shir. I love you, Shir. I said it. Okay, great. Broader, deeper, whatever the Lashem was. Omer Rav Yehud, Omer Shmuel. Ah! Today, we're learning about ear rights. Ear rights! Talking about Trump. I read a book about Trump a long time ago. He's talking how to become a billionaire. He's talking about the ear rights in Manhattan and how he did this deal to get this ear right. Ear rights! Anything above a certain building is an ear right. And you buy ear rights in Manhattan, it's a big thing, I guess. If a, you, the guy has a, a four-story building, he has ear rights that go all the way up to 50. You buy those rights. So th- that's what we're discussing today. Not mamish, Trump, but it's in Yan in the Yoyma. Amar Bar You have a well between two chatseris. So now, ah, oh, before we start, I got to show you this picture because it would happen today. This is in Chicago, and I'm about to leave Chicago. I just wanted to show you. This is a famous Chaim Nablach. He's uh, he owns the uh, local grocery store, the the the, the of Chicago, and behind him is my very chashevik cousin of Eliezer Irons. He's a Magichir and a Yeshiva, Ma'ar. And anyways, Chaim Nabal, I didn't know. He watches the shear. And he came over to me. He said, what, you're real? And he went like this. He poked me to see if I was real. Anyways, I thought it was cool. I, didn't, I never knew that he watched the shear, but Baruch Hashem, another guy. Great. Thanks for coming out and supporting us when we were doing the daf over there by Rabbi Tversky, Rabbi Nabal, next time around. Okay. So, we have a pit between two chatzers. So what's going on is as follows. This, it's a very interesting case. There's no access to the pit, to the well. If you look over here, they did a very nice job. Here's one chatzer, there's another chatzer, and there's walls between the chatzeres. You cannot get to the well. The only way to get to the well, there's a window or something, you can throw your pail into the well. That's the only, so you get it, you get it there through the ear. Ear rights. Two people throw it in there. Halachically, it shouldn't be a problem. Why? Because until now we were discussing that you have shows that two people control, so they assert it on each other. But over here, they're not controlling it. They, they don't have access to that area. And they're controlling it through the ear. No, so it's not such a big deal. You don't really need an Erev. Mufleges mekoisel zarbo, mekoisel zarbo. And the halacha is that it's, fur, it's distant from the wall by Fort Fahim, so it makes it difficult to get to. You have to throw your, your pail. You have, to, you have to aim it and get it in there. Ziz ziz 
What does Shmuel say in the name, Rav Yehuda says in the name of Shmuel, Rav Yehuda, the famous Talmud of Rav and Shmuel, he says in the name of Shmuel, and I say that because we're going to have Rav in a second. What you do is, if you see in this picture right over here, you have these pieces of wood, nice structural pieces. All they accomplish is a hacker. People should recognize that typically speaking in a situation where two people control an area, they cannot carry without an ear. This is different, but I want to tell people it's different. So I say, you know what, look at these weird pieces of wood that stick out. People are going to ask questions. What's going on here? Oh, because typically, if there wasn't a wall here, you wouldn't be able to carry there. So I made a, a hecker. I made a simon. And Rabbi Yehuda himself, after he said over from his Rebbe, he says, Afilu kanya. It doesn't have to be this thick piece of this beam. It could be a, a thin reed that comes out of the wall, and that's it. In other words, something temporary. It doesn't have to be a kavodic structure. In fact, we're going to see at the end of the sugya that Rabbi Yehuda is just explaining Shmuel. That's what we come out at the end. He doesn't argue with his Rebbe, Chas Shalom. Why would he argue with the Shmuel? He's explaining Shmuel. Shmuel didn't mean a ziz. He didn't mean a, a piece of cement that's four feet wide. Yeah, a, little, a little piece of wood. Says the Gemara, and this is a strange kind of a Gemara. Omer le'abayi Rav Yosef. So Abaya tells his Rabbi, Rav Yosef, Hodrav Yehuda, the Shmueli. So we have to explain, explains Rashi, we have to explain, that Abaya wasn't aware that Rav Yehuda said it in the name of Shmuel. He thought, says Rashi, he said his own pshat. Says Abayi to Rav Yosef, you know, I realized that this is in fact a Shmuel. This is not a Rav Yehuda, this is Shmuel. Yeah, he's, he's 100% right. Rav Yehuda said it in the name of Shmuel. But Abayi chaps this on his own. The Rav, now, Rav Yehuda could have said it in the name of Rav. Why? Because he also learned by Rav. So Abai is saying, listen, I know for a fact he said it from this Rebbe, not from this Rebbe. Why? When it comes to ear rights, when it comes to just ear, one person cannot ask her. If he has the right to go through the ear, if he has the right to throw his pail into a bar, he doesn't make the other guy usher. When you and I could use a chotzer or, or a certain area together. We have a gag, like we had yesterday, we're going to talk about it soon. There's a gag, people in Shusram can use it, people from the Mirpeset can use it, whatever. Okay. But over here, it's ear rights. The only way we could get it is through the ear. Rav says a chidush, and we have to remember this, because all the way Talmud Bay is by the Mishnah, this is what we're going to be discussing, this Rav, and this Shmuel. Rav says that the fact that you have ear rights, you cannot answer on your friend. It doesn't, it's not considered two people controlling the area. Because what are you controlling? You're controlling ear. Ear is nothing. If you control land, you control a, a resource, great. But ear is not, that's what Rav Tain is. Okay. So Mamela, there's no reason according to Rav to put out a ziz, to put some, some sort of heker. Now, and where did Abayah realize that Rav Yehuda must have said it from Shmuel? Yesterday's sugya should be easy for us. We're going to be discussing some of these sugyas we had yesterday. Here's the, here's the setup. Today we have a little bit of a chiddush in this in this case. What's the what's the situation? The situation is that you have a merpeset here that 
the people from the house could use this merpesa. Easier for them to use the merpesa than the guy in Rosh Hashanah. According to Rashi, this is 10th Fachim away, the height of the, this, this is a gag, this is a rooftop, this gray area. The guys from Rosh Hashanah can use it, and so can the guy from the merpesa can use it. So two people are sharing the Rishos. And the halacha is that if there's a sulam kavua, there's a staircase that, that's permanent, so it shows that the guys from the house actually use, you know, a lot of people don't use the rooftops, right? A lot of people, well, especially in America, but people in Eretz Yisrael, let's say, you have access, there's some sort of ladder, who goes on the roof, who, who makes a barbecue? If you live in the city, you live in Manhattan, you live in Chicago, so you use the rooftop. People in Eretz Yisrael usually don't use the rooftop that much. So how do I show that I'm going to use it? I'm, I want bylaws? I put a ladder. If I want a ladder and I have a nice staircase that goes up to the roof, I'm showing people this is mine and therefore it, I take it away from the people from Rishusha Harab. Fine. In other words, I have access to this Mirpeset, which becomes mine. Now, says the Gemara, now what does that have to do with Rav and Shmuel? How did the Gemara see here a case of ear rights? What does this have to do with ear rights? Right? That's what we're discussing. Ear. Says You have a rooftop that's right next to the Rishusar You need to have a permanent ladder to be materit. No? So, what's the, what's the big riot? The answer is Rashi sticks in a little knech here that we didn't know yesterday. That typically there's something called chifufe, says Rashi. This guy's not stupid. He doesn't want people from the Shusarab that are waiting for the bus stop to put their stuff on his roof. So what does he do? He puts like these little beams there. He puts stuff that make it uncomfortable for the people in Shusarab to use the roof. He'll put, uh, what is it called? You know, um, whatever. Um, the metal stuff that, that, that he touches, like they have in jail, whatever it's called. Okay, you guys know what I'm talking about. The barbed wire. Thank you, barbed wire. He put some chifufe, not really, but, but stuff, stones, sharp, sharp. Kids, you're not using it so quickly. So how are you using it, says the Gemara, derech avir, you're throwing it. You have to, you have to like give it a little toss. Uh, how do you get it back? I don't know exactly. But that's what Rashi says. You, you toss it over. So if you're tossing it, it's avir. And what's the halacha? So the halacha is that I aser it. The people from the Jerusalem make it aser on the guy that lives there, on the guy that owns the Merpesa, unless he puts a Sulam Kavua, but without the Sulam Kavua, I could answer it on you, even though I'm using it Derech Avir. That's what the Gemara says. Says the Gemara, what's your Raya? Who told you it's through the ear? Dilma Kedirav Papa. So what's the Pshat? Rav Papa, as yesterday, I don't know if I even showed this picture, but I printed it yesterday. Here's Rav Papa. Rav Papa says, here's the guy waiting for the bus. He, he takes off his hat, puts it on the roof. Okay? So what's the pshat? Now, if he's putting it on the roof, it's such a light object, you don't have to toss it. If it's a heavy suitcase, it's a nice knapsack, you have to give it a little toss over the chifufi. But a hat, it's not a big deal. You have, it's, it's easy for you to, to place it there without tossing it, and therefore, no raya from here that we're discussing something about ear rights. Okay. Ela maha. Oh, so now the Gemara is going back to the actual halacha that Rabbi Yehuda mentioned, the name of Shmuel. In other words, now the Gemara understands it is Shmuel. It's not Stam, Rabbi Yehuda saying it on his own. So then what's Abayi's point? So let's read it first. 
If there's a, a well in between two people and there's walls all around, they have no access to it. The only way they have access is by tossing a pail. So each one has to pull out some sort of beam and to make a heck. The only, only if you put it out there and you make a hacker. But if you don't, Aminon, Adam, Derech, Avir. So you see from here, first of all, the halacha. The halacha is, according to Shmuel, I can make it usher on you to use that area, even though my only way to access that area is through the ear. Yesterday, in the case of the of the gag. You're accessing by just putting it down. No, over here is a case of Avar. I have to toss it. It's fourth Tzvachim away from the window or whatever. I have to toss. Okay, that's Shmuel. What did Abai come to be Mechadish? Abai came to be Mechadish that Shmuel didn't mean a ziz, a massive piece, even a kana. In other words, he's not arguing on his Rebbe, which wouldn't make sense. He's just explaining his Rebbe. What my Rebbe said, I have to make a hacker. It could be a hacker called Shu. It could be a kana. Now, where does Rav get his idea that a person does not answer through the ear? The good news is, we had this yesterday, we're familiar with this halach as well. What's the case? The case of two balconies, two balconies over the water, one is higher than the other. Let's say even ten tefachim, as we're going to see in a second. The upper one made a box, like a shaft, and through that he, he draws water. And we said, we explained that this box, we pretend good aches, it goes all the way down to the water. The water is a caramelist, he's in Rishusayachid, therefore it's as if the box goes all the way down and the Rishusayachid extends all the way to the water and therefore I could draw water. Great. The problem is, what about this guy? This guy needs to toss it into, he has to make a direct shot, hit the basket, and draw water and pull it back up. They built this wooden thing or whatever it's made out of, it could be made out of glass or whatever. But they didn't do it for the bottom guy. They're both awesome because they both have access and they can both, it's two people controlling one domain. And you have to make an Eruv. So you're dealing with, even though it's 10 Tfachim tall, it's close by. But what if it's distant? One, one balcony has a distance, the sideway distance. The horizontal distance is 4 Tfachim. Well, the bottom guy doesn't have a way to draw water. The bottom guy doesn't ruin it for the upper guy. Why not? Here's his raya because it's through the ear. The only way he could access the shaft is by tossing something through the ear. Through the ear doesn't ruin it, says Rav. Here you see that earites don't ruin it for the second guy. Says the Gemara, Dilmashani Hacha. The kiv in the lazebezrika v'shilshul ulazebezshilshul chudei k'lazebezrika ulazebepetach domi. All right, listen. I read Rashi for you. I did my homework over here, and I'm explaining it very easy. I didn't want to drink from the same cup that the cat, whatever. So I didn't have a cup. 
Basically, what the Gemara is saying here is very interesting. Because we were thinking about this yesterday. Rav is not worried about going sideways and down. Zrika and Shilshul. But the Gemara now says, introduces according to Rashi, I think that's the Pshat and Rashi, that there's three ways here. He has to go upwards, ten Tfachim, sideways, four Tfachim, and then downwards. Oh, those three, obviously, when you throw it, it goes, when you, you, take, you shoot a basket, you're only shooting, it's one shot. But you're, you're trying to, you're trying to, uh, what's the word, Trend, uh, transverse, or whatever the word is, you want to go, on two you want to go up and sideways. Okay, it's on an angle, but you're doing two things. You're going ten Tfachim up, four Tfachim to the side. Those two things together with shilshul, with drawing up, that's a problem according to Rav. That's why he says, I cannot answer my buddy when I have to do, when I have to do three, three things and he only has to do one. He only has to go downwards. So in other words, Rav might agree in concept to this idea that if it's much easier for one guy than the other guy, then the guy that's much easier for, he wins, he controls. He just doesn't agree that if it's very slight difference or whatever. In this case, since it's horizontal, vertical, horizontal, and downwards, then he says, the guy on the upper porch wins. If you look in Rashi, the Ramaskal Shani Acha, he says, the Kivin de Lazeh, Bezrika Savir, that's number one, Uzrikas Goiva, and throwing it vertically, Vishilshul, three things. What does he call it? The Gemara calls it. It's as if it's as if one guy has to throw it. It's as if, look at this guy. Look how easy the guy over here has it. All he has to do is put his barrel, uh, his pail down. That's like he has an opening. It's like he has a door. He's right there. Where this guy has to suffer and he has to throw it and he has to aim and make sure his, his pail hits the, the, the basket, the goal, and get it in there. That's a lot of work. So, we cannot bring a riot from that case, because maybe that's why Rav says that he doesn't ruin it, the bottom guy doesn't ruin it because he's working too hard. But maybe typically, if it's just an easy throw, a sideway toss, maybe it's different. Maybe Rav agrees that he does ruin it, Aver does ruin it. Again, in the name of Rav, there's two houses, and there are three ruins, three ex-houses. There used to be houses. So the simple pshat, if you picture it in your mind, you see a row of five houses. Similar to this picture right over here. This is a house, this is a house, and there's three ruins in between. One, two, three, says the Gemara. What's Allah Rav says? This guy doesn't have great access to the churva, but he could throw things into there. So can the guy on the left, he could throw into the churva right next to him. So therefore, each one gets one churva. The problem is the middle one. Today we're turning to Daf, Peihei, Omid Bey, sponsored in memory of my mother, Shailobat, Aaron, Hirsch, and Bracha by her son, Dr. Alan Listhaus, And sponsored by the Austin and Tobias Grandchildren, Lina Nishmas, our Bobby, Zissel, Bas, Chaim, and Shomas should have an Aliyah. 
So we just turned to Peheim with Beis. Vemtsoy also, this middle guy, this middle house, is also for both of them. As you're going to see soon, they both have access to it. They control it the same exact way. And the male it's also. Now, Rabboisai, do me a favor for a second. Just turn, just for fun, turn to Dathayin Dalet Ahmed Aleph if you can. Ten lines from the bottom. This time for fun. Yosef Rabbroin of a Ka'amar Lashmaitim. Omar Rebbe Lazar. Rabbroin said this thing, whatever he said. Omar Rebbe Lazar. Rebbe Lazar said, Barbi Rav, Omar Shmuel Achi, Yeshiva man. This is what Shmuel said. Who? Who is he saying? Shmuel. Shmuel said this? Amalein. Yes, Shmuel said it. Amalei. So he told him, Achvilei Yushpizik. Could you please show me Shmuel's house? Achvilei. He showed him his house. Also, the Kamei Shmuel. Amalei. Omar Marachi. Did Shmuel, you say this? Amalein. Yes, I said it. But it's impossible. Oh, you can only go like the Mishnah. Ishtik, he was quiet. Okay, now turn back to our daf. Top line. Yosef Rabroin of Same exact person as Daf Ain. What daf was it? Ain Dalid? Ain Dalid Omid Alev. Omalei Ribelozar. You have to be Garis Ribelozar. Barbi Rav. Omar Avachi. Yeshiva man. Rav said this. Now he's not saying Shmuel. He's talking a completely different halacha, but it's word for word the same story. Did Rav say it? And he answered in the same thing he answered over there. He must show me his house. He showed him his house. Also, he runs into Rav's house. Did you really say this? That what? The two guys, you have two houses, and there's three ruins. Each house gets one ruin next to him, and the center ruin not. He says, I sure did say it. What, you have a problem with it? So it comes out of Maridika thing here. Rabbi tells Rav, why is the middle guy Osir? Think about it. Why is he Osir? Lechari is Osir because Lezeb Bezrika or Lezeb The only access, even to the side guys, we said Bezrika, but the only access that each house has to the center one is throwing a rope right through his churva to the middle churva. Throwing a thing for... And you said it's Osir. What does that tell me? That tells me, Rav, that through the ear I could ask for something. The guy on the right is answering the guy on the left's house, the churva, because he could access it through the ear, through throwing it. Oh, so you, Rav, made it to me that I could ask her through the ear. Forget about what we learned. The Rav said you can't ask her through the ear. But you, Rav, in this case, you just proved to me that you could ask her through the ear. So then why is the house next to each guy mutter? The guy all the way on the right could toss something he has a good arm. He'll toss it right through the windows. It's a churva. It's a wide open space. It's like a backyard. A long Throw a ball, no problem. Any, any American teenager could throw a ball from this house to this churva right here. So what are you going to tell me? Yeah, but the guy in the house, all he has to do is lower something into the churva. And the guy over here has to throw it. Oh, says Rebbe Lazar, but that's the case. Lezebe shilshul, lezebe zrika. Even though it's much harder for the guy to throw it, 
But according to Rav, it doesn't make a difference. The degree of difficulty doesn't really matter in this case. He's Bishulshul, the guy on the left, he lowers it down, and the guy on the right has to toss it really hard, a 90 mile an hour ball. So what? They're equal. They control it equally. So if they control it equally, every, every Churva should be Asr. Why in the world did you, Rav, say that the, the Churva next to you is Mutter to you? But that's only because he chapped him on the center Churva. If the center Churva is Asr, it must be because you agree that throwing Asrs it on the second guy. So if it answers it, it should answer it also on the first churva, not only on the center churva. So what does he answer him? I'm not going to back down, says Rav. You think that these three churvas are in a row? That's not what I meant. That's not what I was talking about. But it's a beautiful question. Sometimes through a question, you get beautiful pshat in the zugya. Chatzuva says Rashi is like a pedestal with, with legs. So, what does it look like? It looks like this. Each one has one churva next to him, and then there's a third one on top, like three legs, they're equal. So what's the pshat? So now, the only way I could get to my friend's churva is through the ear, Rav holds through the ear does not answer. And this, this guy, I could get too easy by, by putting down a rope into the window, so Zeb B'Shilshul, Zeb B'Shilshul is Asr. They have, they have easy access to the back Churva. And that's why it's Asr. Not because they can throw it, but because they have easy access to it. Mele Asr, Rashi asks here, so but may, the rest of the part should be Mutter. Fine. Zog to Gemara. another case that we're very familiar with. Shmuel says that the ear, if I have access to the ear in your Rishos, I make it Asr for you. But wait a minute, what about the famous Halacha Rav Dimi? Let's just show the picture and everybody will know what we're talking about. This case right over here. You have a little Amud a beam in the middle of Rosh Hashanah. It's not four Tfachim wide at all, but it's more than three Tfachim tall. It's less than nine Tfachim. It's easy to put stuff on. So I put my thing on it. You in Rosh Hashanah could put it. Why? Because this is called a Makayim Ptur. The only thing is, just make sure that you don't pass it to the guy inside. The guy inside in Rosh Hashanah could put his hat down on this beam. The guy in Rosh Hashanah could use the same beam. But the guy in Rosh Hashanah should not put his hat on the beam and have the guy in Rosh Hashanah grab it from the beam and bring it into his Rosh Hashanah. So that's the famous case that we had a few times already. Says the Gemara. So what's the problem with Shmuel? The Chiyaz Rav Dima Rav So that place is muta for anybody in Rosh Hashanah to put down things on it. And the Chiddush is even the Rosh Hashanah, the Katev Allah. To readjust their load. They shouldn't, they shouldn't make the object go from one Rishos into the other Rishos. Into Rishos Hayochan, from Rishos Hayochan, Rishos Rabbim, and vice versa. So what's the Kasha? So again, this is, these are deep Gemaras over here. A lot of Svaras. The Gemara is asking that since it's not, I'm just explaining what Rashi says. Since, it, since this is Mokim Ptur, so it doesn't have a, a Mokim Hanacha, says Rashi. You can't put something down on it. 
It's not, it's not considered a rishus at all. How long? What is it? It's ear. If it's not a rishus, it's not a rishus hayach, it's not a rishus haram, what is it? It's ear. It's a makam p'tur. I mean, the top of a needle head, is that a makam? It's not a makam. So, so what is it halachically? Ear. It's a small rishus, it's less than four tfachim wide. But, but Rav Dimi says, it's okay, I can put my hat down. But according to Shmuel, I'm answering everybody from Rishus Ram gets to use it. And so how could the guy from Rishus Yachid, I mean, how could people, different people use it? We all ask around each other. He says, Gemara, no, big chiddush. Hasam is Daraisa. In this case of the hat, we're talking about going from Rishus Yachid, which is Daraisa, to Rishus Rabbim, which is Issa Daraisa, and vice versa. That's, so I don't have to make, and what's the Gemara's question? According to Shmuel, there should have been like nice zizin coming out of this Makam tour. You should have had a, a sign that says, hey, guys, don't, don't, don't confuse this with another Rishos. There's two people controlling this, but it's a Makam tour. It should be a nice beam, two zizin coming out from the wall. But you don't need it. But you don't need it because it's Rishos, because it's Rishos, these are Yisurim Deiraisa. When it comes to something Deiraisa, people are careful. They don't, they don't mix it up with other things. And Mamela is not a problem. But when you're talking about a bar, you're talking about a lack of an Eruv, a lack of an Eruv is only the Rabbanon, and therefore I have to be more careful, and I have to put a beam. Now what if I don't put a beam? So somebody's going to be over in the Rabbanon, and so, so what's the big deal? Because when Rabbanon were misakin it, they were misakin it like a Deiraisa. We had this concept already. The Chachamim need to, to, to strengthen their, their halacha so people are not mezalzal in it. People take them seriously. So he said, listen, if it was the Raisa, you don't have to put things out of the wall. But since it's only the Rabbanon, the whole concept of the very of the Rabbanon, put a beam, put a kana, do something, put something out of the wall. The Rav really say that one person could not answer another person through the ear. We learned, This is amazing Chiddush Rabbi Isai. Think about it for a second. I don't think any, any one of us would come up with this Chiddush. Can I toss a ball from my house on one side of the street to the other side of the street when I own this, the other house? I own both houses. Because if I don't own both houses, even if they're next door to each other, I cannot bring a ball from one house to the other. I need an Eruv. But I own both houses. So if they were next door to each other, I could bring the ball. But now they're on opposite sides of Ocean Parkway. I'm taking a ball, throwing it 100% mutter. You believe it? 100% mutter. Why? Because I'm crossing in a Mokim Petur. I'm crossing above Rosh Hashanah. It's above Tent Fachim. I'm throwing the ball in a place that's not Osir. I'm not saying we didn't have this Chiddush before, but... You see the Chiddush, it's like, wow, you can throw a ball across Ocean Park around Shabbos. Now, you'll say, but why? What if it doesn't land in the other guy's house? In my house? It it's not going to land. What are the chances that I have such great aim, I'm going to get the ball right into my yard? And if it doesn't go into my yard, it, it, it falls, it bounces back into Ocean Parkway. So I did an Akira in Rosh Hashanah, and the Hanukkah was in Rosh Hashanah. Is that a problem? It's not a problem. You know why? Because, because 
At the, I'm just reading what Noam wrote. I don't know what you wrote. That it has below ten fachim. What do you say? I don't know what you're saying. Okay. Mm, mm. Yeah, that's below ten fachim. Okay, I, I should have seen the first part. I didn't see. I like okay. But anyways, going back to the to this ball, if it bounces off the wall and comes back into Jerusalem, I, I, I didn't want to do it. I didn't have kavanah to do it. It's misasek. It's davishen miskaven. So you're not chayev. So let's go back there. Shnei bader, shnei tzidah, which is a rabbim, 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 and in the name of rav, you yourself, rav said, also lizreg mezelazet, you're not allowed to. Why? Because of the people in Rishul Sarabim. They asked her, Shmuel Amar Mutter, lizreg mezelazet. So, Amalei, lavmi akimno de midle chad, mitate chad. Who told you that they're, e- that they're even? Maybe one is higher than the other. The, the, the problem is not that the ball is going to fall in Rosh Hashanah and you're going to be over. The problem is that you're going to run to get the ball. That's the problem. Alright. Zok the Mishnah. Beautiful. Uh, brand new. Brand new. Mishnah. Brand new. Sugi. Hanoisen is a ruvoi. Bebeis. Shar. Achsad. Peses. Also. Very, very familiar with this halacha. Here's a picture to remind you. Where do we have it before? Daf Ayin Vav. Base shar, a vestibule, some sort of lobby. Achsadro, we said is like some sort of... What did you say, Noam, last time? Uh, a gazebo, pergola. I think you had some sort of better lashon. I liked it back then. Okay. No, you said something else. I don't remember. Okay. Maybe gazebo, emir peset, some sort of. It's also like a lobby. We call it a peset today, but okay, fine. So if you put your eruv in these places, eruv it's not considered an eruv. Why? Because the eruv between the houses, you you have to put the eruv in a place that you live because what you're doing is. You're taking all the houses and you're pretending that they live in, they're in one place. They're one, they have one residence. So it has to be a place that's, that could be a residence. People don't live in a lobby because every two minutes the lobby opens up, somebody steps over you. It's not a Gishmaka place to live. They also don't live in a Chsadra, in a Merpesa. These are all places you don't live. So in Mela, it's not in a, you cannot place it there. Not only that, the Vahadar Sham, Let's say you let your chveisvas to live there, one of your best friends, you don't want him in your house, you say, you know what, live in the lobby. I'll let you stay in the lobby. He doesn't, he doesn't ruin it for you. He's not, considered a, he's not considered another resident that needs to participate in the Eruv. Beis HaTeven, this is interesting. But if you have in the Chatzor a place, that's Beis HaTeven, not the greatest picture in the world, but for this it's Kedai. Here's a little, little barn going on in the Chatzor. I don't know if you could see the cows. And here, it's just names. Beisat Teven, Beisat Oitzer, Beisat this. You have, but if you look closely, it's not a bad picture because what's wrong with this? These are called simmers in Israel. He decided he's going to put his, his straw there. He decided he's going to put some animals in there. Livable. It has a light. It has a closet. It's, 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 what's wrong with it? It's great. So he decided he's going to put straw. And now he decides he's going to put a human being in there. 
It's not that people are walking through it and ruining it. So Mela, that's considered a base dira, base atevin, base habakar, base haetim. He puts wood, base haetzar, storage. Harezer, machsan, in Eretzol, every machsan is somebody's apartment now. Why not? And if you live there, since it's habitable, so if you live there, you ruin it for everybody else if you don't participate in there. Rabbi Yehuda Oimer. Im Yesham, by the way, in Eretz you could, you could uh, if it's, I don't know, it's, when I got to, when I got to Israel, I thought I was a big chacham. I'll, I'll take my experience in real estate in America and bring it to Eretz It didn't work out so well. Why? Because every time I went to a meeting with somebody, they said, I'll sell you this building. I was in a guy in Tel Aviv. I'll sell you this whole building. Besides the two first floors, they're very sentimental to me. This is where my father or this. I'm like, no, I, I need the whole thing. No. And then the next building, he'll sell me the whole building, but he didn't really have a sure to build on it. He's going to get it. It's coming in one week. One week, I'm telling you right now, one week, the, the sure is coming. But right now, kids, everything was missing. This. So this is what Rabbi Huda says. You, you could, in America, I don't know if they could appreciate this line so well. If the owner still, he has something going on in this, he rented you the entire house, but not the, not the front closet. And we'll see exactly what he's putting there. Even though a whole mishpacha lives in that house, they don't participate in the Arab. It's still the Balabais' uh, house. Fine. So he gives a rule. Basically what we said in the Mishnah. But we'll see what the Chiddush is. If a person himself living there, he, a homeless guy that lives in the hallway doesn't do anything, he's not a considered a resident because people don't live like that. So if you place the Erev in that place, it's not an Erev. Why once again? You have to place it in a residence. And if a person is not a resident by living there, so then you can't place it in that place. However, if there's a vestibule to go into a shar yachid, a chatzar, says Rashi, not the house, because there's a taisvis, I forgot where this taisvis was, an ayin heyam with bays, all the way in the bottom, I believe, okay, it's not important for now, yeah, he brings this Rashi, and he says, it's not also ladira, if it's a base chatzar, it's not ladira, but it's different. That if you place the Eruv there, you don't live there, but if you place the Eruv, it's okay. However, the Eruv that we make for a Mavoy, so that all the Chatzeros could use the Mavoy, and we call it a Shitov, you could place the Shitov in these places. You can't just put it in the Mavoy because one Allah that you need by Mavoy is, it doesn't have to be in a residence because it's not a residence. It's not... You're not trying to accomplish the same thing. You're trying to combine the chatzeres, not the houses. But you have to put it in a place that will be kept and won't be lost. You put it in the middle of a movie, somebody's going to take it. Michael Mashmalon, what's the big chiddush here? Tanina, Hanoisin is a rubbe, Sharach, Sadrum, Pesas, Eno Eruv, Eruv, Udulay Havi, Hoshitov Havi. We learn, okay, the whole mission is talking about an Eruv, but of, of course you could put a Shitov. Says the Gemara, Beishar the Yochid, Vavri the Movi, it's Rikhalei. The chiddush is not that you can put the shituf, but the chiddush is don't put the shituf stam in a mavoi because it it, it get lost. And the chiddush of beishar diyachad that if you have a vestibule that, that goes into a singular chutzer, 
that you could place the Eruv there. Tani na mehachi, Hanois and Eruv, we learned the same thing. Hanois and Eruv, Beishar, if you put it in the lobby, Achsadra, Umir Peses, Ubechotzer, Ubemavoy, now we have to understand this is a Braisa that's trying to mimic the Mishnah, but a few extra words here. Ubechotzer, Ubemavoy, Hareze Eruv, as the Gemara, but not in the Eruv. So we have to fix it up. Ema Hareze Shitov. See, you could put a sheet of mavais there, but sheet of mavais loy mintar. We just said that you cannot put a sheet of mavais in a wide open mavais. Why are you telling me you can put it? Ema bechatzer shebe mavais. You have to add that chatzer shebe It doesn't mean in the mavais itself. It means the chatzer off of the mavai. Uh Should we do the sugya or leave it here? Keep on going. Okay. Omer Avi Yudomer Shmuel. Oh. So Rabbi Yehuda finally says Allah in the name of his other Rebbe. Well, no, was, that's how we started off the sugya. Amr Rabbi Yehuda Meshmuel, same Rebbe. Shmuel, b'nei chaburish hoyim esumim v'kiddush aleim ayoyim. And we had the sugya also. A bunch of people sitting around the table, and all of a sudden they say, "Oi, it's already shkia. What's going on here? We didn't make an eruv." Pashala shulchan soimchem aleim meshum eruv. Now this is a chiddush because if I invite you as a guest and I put bread on the table. And I had this in there so when I used to give shiurim. No one knows about this. I used to get very upset. Used to, this uh, it was my pet peeve. I didn't care if people took things home. But why are you taking a whole tray of unused donuts home? You know, it was a little weird. People would take stuff like, like okay, fine. Yeah, Ellie doesn't care. I did. That thing is like, I don't know why. Like, it was a shtickle chutzpah. But it, the, is the food on the table yours or mine? Well, when you put it in your mouth, it's yours. But here's the chiddush. If you put bread on the table and I put it next to me, now it becomes mine. So I can take the role you gave me and he takes the role you gave me. Each person takes the role that the host gave them and they make a nice Erev. Here, here's the Yisoy that all these people that took my donuts and Michael them Belay Shalom. What? Here's the Limit Shos. Here's the Limit Shos. It's theirs. It's theirs to make an Erev. I'm not going to talk about the person that took a raw steak from Romanian that I was making a barbecue in Israel. He took the raw steak home so he can make it a different time. That was a little weird, but okay. Viter. And some say you can make a sheet of like that. This is pre corona. Everybody's in the house. We can obviously appreciate this. Now they're in COVID. Everybody's in the chatzar. So chatzar equals shituf, because you're in the chatzar that you need to make an Erev to get into the mother. And the house equals Erev. I have a right to you. Erev chatzar is bechatzar. Veshitufay mevoiz bemavoy. Vavinambo. We asked the question, how is that possible that Erev chatzar is bechatzar and shituf mavoy is in a mavoy? Erev chatzar is bechatzar. Why you tell me you could put an Erev in a Chatzar? You can't. You have to put it in a residence, not in a Chatzar. So we'll amend it slightly. It doesn't mean in the Chatzar. It means the house of the Chatzar. Like we said before, it's not referring to putting the, placing the, the Shituf in the, in the Mavi itself. Rather, in the Chatzar of the Mavi and in the house of the Chatzar have a wonderful day. Ellie, I have a new shout out to an Australian, Avi Gordon. Avi Gordon from Australia? Pshah. Welcome. We love Australians. I don't know. It's very exotic, the whole Australian thing. Dov Farkish. Is that Dov Farkish's guy? 
Who slept them in? All right, beautiful. Let's say some Tehillim. Shem Aleis, Mama Kim Kosicha, Adinoi. Shem Aleis, Mama Kim Kosicha, Adinoi. Adinoi, Shem Aleis, Mama Sorry, I forgot to mention tomorrow's shear because I'm flying tomorrow, Bezer Shem, if I don't miss my flight. Tomorrow's shear is at 1.30 Chicago time, which is 2.30 New York time. I have no idea what it means in Israel. 9.30 Israel. Okay. What did you say, Mati? I what? What in the middle? When? Oh, did it happen during the shear or just now? Uh, shear tomorrow is 2.30. 2, 2.30 New York time. Nine fifteen at night. Okay, fine. Yeah, I'll be fifteen minutes uh, less prepared, but that's fine. Not a problem. Nine fifteen, one fifteen Chicago, two fifteen. Like this, I won't miss my flight. Hopefully, and I'll try to print out the papers tonight. I'll try to pack tonight. The, the suitcases are all by my front door still, from when I came back. Let me move them. Every time I need a shirt or something, I have to go downstairs, open up a suitcase, pull it out. Yeah. No, 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 no. Nine hours, uh, ten hours before. Before. What time is it? In other words, in 13 hours, in 13 hours from now, Dove, 13 hours from now. Ha, ha, ha.